Hello, happy Tuesday. It feels weird to say that. I haven't had an episode air on Tuesday since we first started this podcast, but I have some updates for all of you. If you are part of the Facebook community, you would have heard what's been going on this past week, but it has been quite the wild ride for our family. So stay tuned. I will give you all the details. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me. But I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood. Until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. So there has been a whole lot that has happened since last Thursday. So I am just getting caught up on pre-recording episodes so that I'm ahead after getting everything done for the course that I created. Well, now I'm getting starting to get ahead. And then all of a sudden, last Thursday, it was a complete shock to our family. And I'm going to tell you all about it. You all know that I have five beautiful kids. And one of them, Georgia, the 10 year old, she was diagnosed when she was six with type 1 diabetes. It's an autoimmune condition where your pancreas basically decides to stop making insulin. That's the quick way to describe it. Well, It is less than a 5% chance that a sibling of somebody with type 1 diabetes will end up getting type 1 diabetes as well. Well, on Thursday, we had been having a few rough nights with Caleb. He was not sleeping well. Monday night, it all started. Tuesday night, he popped the tooth. It was like, oh, great. He was teething. Now we're ahead of the game here. Tooth is out. We're good. Wednesday night was a little difficult as well. So I thought maybe he was popping another tooth. Well, Thursday morning, he woke up and I gave him some medicine because he was having a hard time and just clearly uncomfortable and arching like he was in pain. He didn't want to eat. He was completely refusing to nurse, which is not normal. And then it seemed like he was having a hard time breathing. It just, he wasn't breathing normal. So I gave it a little time and really my initial thoughts were I accidentally squirted it too fast and he breathed it in, got some medicine in his lungs. Or maybe he got a virus and it's affecting his lungs and so he can't breathe very well. So we need to go get him some oxygen or something along those lines. That was my initial thought. He didn't have a temperature or anything. So virus was not my my top thought because typically you would have a temperature. No temperature. The only thing was he was tired, like really tired, like eyes just heavy, kind of rolling back in his head, tired, not himself, and he was having a difficult time breathing. So I called the pediatrician's office and she listened to his breathing over the phone and then told me to go to urgent care. So I messaged my husband because he was at work. And so I told him, hey, just so you know, this is what's going on. I didn't give him details. I just said, we're going to urgent care. I'll keep you updated. I get to urgent care. They took us right in. And they took off his clothes 
And I looked at him. Normally, I just change his diaper or change his clothes real quick. And I'm dealing with James or Georgia or an animal or some other thing at the same time. So I'm not really focused. I'm just changing his diaper, getting him clean and going. Well, he was laying there on the table in the doctor's office, just in his diaper. And I look at him, like really look at him. And he looks super skinny. Now, this is a six-month-old boy. He doesn't have weight to lose. Yes, he was chunky, had those cute little rolls, but it it didn't mean he had weight to lose. So I'm looking at him. He looks skinny. His skin is not very elastic. It's as if you're super dehydrated and your skin just can't flex and give like it would normally. Imagine when you gave birth your stomach after it's just kind of flabby. Well, that's what some of his skin was like. And it just wasn't normal. And so I'm looking and I'm like, something is definitely wrong. It's not just breathing. Well, the doctor asked me, would you like me to check his blood sugar? And I look at him and instantly my head was like, oh, shoot, not again. And so I told him, yes, please check his blood sugar. If you know anything about type 1 diabetes or you've listened to my previous episodes, normal is like, 70 to 120. 120 is like extreme. Um, Most non-diabetic people don't get up to 120. It's rare to be up there. The doctor checked his blood sugar and he was 460. Now, when Georgia was diagnosed at age six, she was 536. So he was less than 100 closer to where she was. I was, I looked at it and I look at the doctor. I said, is that accurate? He goes, yep. And he looked at me and said, he's really sick. He needs to get to the emergency room. So I'm like trying to hold it together because I've got my two kids there. Well, three kids, but I've got Georgia and James with me who can see and feel everything that comes out of me. So I'm trying to hold it together, keep myself in check. I'm praying under my breath like, okay, God, (laughs) you know what you're doing. You've got this under control. It doesn't matter what is going on with his body, but you are our healer. You can take care of this. So I'm praying under my breath as I'm trying to keep it together and get the kids to the car so I can get to the emergency room. So as I am going to the car, I'm getting my phone ready so I can text my husband really quick, say, hey, you need to meet me at the emergency room. I just drove, praying that I would not get stopped by a cop. So we rushed to the emergency room in St. Luke's at Boise Hospital. They admitted him right away and ran some blood tests, said he had type 1 diabetes. We now have two children in our home with type 1 diabetes. It was an absolute shock. We were in the hospital from Thursday to Sunday, got his blood sugars under control, got him a pump and a glucose monitor, a CGM, and now we're home. We got home late last night and it was just a completely wild ride. We were not expecting this. We had no idea this was going to happen. It was not even close to our radar. Radar. We thought he was teething. But here we are. It is extremely rare for a child Caleb's age at six months old to be diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. It is a very rare age to be diagnosed that young. And it's even more rare to be two siblings in one household to have type 1 diabetes. So... We have some rare situations going on here. And what we're seeing is Satan has it out for our family. But we are standing on God's promises and we know that he has the final say. We've prayed over him and we believe that God is our healer and he can heal and he does heal. 
just like what happened in the Bible can happen, and it does happen now. We've seen amazing healings happen around us, and it can happen for our kids. And that's what we are believing. John 10.10 says, The devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy, but God has come to bring life and life more abundantly. Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy, and he is out for our family, and we are not standing for it. We are not going to let it happen. God has come to bring us life and life more abundantly. It doesn't mean life with disease. It doesn't mean life restricted. It means life abundantly, abundant, like beyond and over an increase. So we ended up celebrating. If you had listened to last Wednesday's episode, I was talking about celebrating our anniversary. And last Thursday was our anniversary. We ended up celebrating our anniversary in the hospital. It was quite, quite eventful. Definitely an anniversary that we won't forget. But our child is healthy and we got him all set up on all that he needs to live super healthy. And God is our healer and he has got us under control. So when struggles come, how do you handle it? It was not easy for us. We could have sat there and stressed and worried and Yes, there was concern and there was pain and heartache and our heart just broke watching our little child lay on that hospital bed with tubes and cords and IVs and just not himself. He was just laying there and looking at us with these eyes of what is happening. I'm so confused. Can you please fix it, mommy and daddy? Like that was the look on his face. So it was heartbreak seeing our child laying there like that. And we could have let that get to us, but we didn't. We stood on God's word. We stood on what God has said and promised us. We could have gotten stressed out and let that get to our relationship and let it frustrate us that we couldn't actually celebrate our anniversary the way we wanted to. Yeah, we were excited to go out and celebrate just the two of us since we hadn't done that in a very long time, but it didn't matter. We celebrated there in the hospital room. We had some amazing friends that brought us meals. And one of our friends brought us our meal of choice for our anniversary dinner. And we had our anniversary dinner there in the hospital room. And my husband got me flowers from the hospital gift shop. And we couldn't even bring them into their room because of the infectious disease control stuff. You can't take it into the PICU unit. So My anniversary flowers stayed at the front desk, but we celebrated. We figured out a way to celebrate. We prayed. We called on the people around us for prayer, and we prayed some more. We were constantly praying. We had people from church come and pray. We had family pray. We had friends near and far, family near and far, everybody praying and just interceding for our family and our child. Georgia was diagnosed four years ago this week. The same week that Caleb was diagnosed. I mean, that is not a coincidence. There is something happening. That means we are on the right track. We're doing what God has called us to do and the devil doesn't like it. And he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. We could have gotten angry. We could have gotten devastated. We could have been terrified and confused and just sat there and asked God why. But instead, we clung to the hope that God is. We have been through this before. And God has been there and provided for us every step of the way. Before we even knew we had a need, he has provided for us. 
So we can't sit there and get confused and ask God why and be angry and devastated because he has shown his power and he has shown his provision time after time after time. We know God didn't do this to our little boy, but he can be the one to heal him. He can be the one to turn this around. This isn't because of him, but what this turns into is going to be because of him. God is good. God is so good. And we know he can turn this around for his good. We aren't angry because we have hope that God can turn things around. We aren't devastated or terrified because we know God is faithful and he's walking beside us through it all. Yes, our hearts hurt seeing our six-month-old boy in pain going through something that no child should have to go through, but we have hope in what God can do in this situation. I don't know what you're walking through right now, but whatever it is, I want you to know that God didn't make it happen, but he sure can turn it around. You can have hope in him, in his provision, in his healing, in his faithfulness, in his deliverance, in his love, in his grace, in his sacrifice. He has sacrificed his only son so that you and I and our children could have life and life more abundantly. No matter what you were going through, what difficult circumstances you're walking through right now, cling to the hope of that verse. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. John 10.10, the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to bring life and life more abundantly. So how are you going to handle those difficult situations that come around? What are you going to cling to? Know ahead of time because those situations are going to come at you in a massive curveball when you're least expecting it. And if you aren't prepared, it's going to knock you down. But if you know who to cling to, verses to cling to, and what truths to stand on, it can't knock you down. It can just give you more hope and more excitement for what the future brings. And it is going to get you through that difficult situation in a greater way than you could have ever imagined. If it weren't for our family and friends that stuck by us and prayed with us and supported us in a multitude of different ways, and our hope and our trust in the goodness of God and knowing his word, I don't know how we would have made it through the past few days. Because seeing a second child go through the same situation at such a young age That is heartbreaking. But just because our hearts hurt for our child doesn't mean we have to be broken. You don't have to be broken when that difficult situation happens. You don't have to let it knock you down emotionally, physically, spiritually, or mentally. You can stand up and you can declare God's truth and his goodness in any situation. We won't be knocked down and we won't be destroyed no matter what situation comes about. And as hard as it is to see your child go through something, it is that much more exciting to think about the amazing faithfulness and provision that God can come through because of this horrible situation. It just gives that much more room for God to work. And it is exciting to think of the amazing things that are going to come to pass because of what we went through this past week. I love you, Mama, and I will talk to you tomorrow. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.